nā hoa makamaka e ho'olona mai nei i ka leo o ka uluau e pā aheahe nei mai waia ke aku. No okou ke ala o ka lehua o mōkau lele, a me ka hala o upe loa i āwili ia me ka hinano. Ano ai kako? Velina mai, welcome to Kaleo ka uluau. This greeting speaks to the uluau wind gently blowing through Waiakea, carrying the scent of the famed lehua blossoms of Mokaulele and the hala of Upeloa intertwined with hinano blossoms to you, dearest listener, on the second episode of Kaleo Kauluau. In this episode, we are very fortunate to be joined by our first studio guest, Manaya Kalani Kalua, who we'll welcome shortly. Please, Join us as we continue to explore the moku of Hilo through this podcast huaka'i or journey around the island of Hawaii. Manai will share a mo'olalo about how mokuola came to be through the actions of the famous Hawaiian demigod, Maui. We'll also explore other areas in Hilo and learn more about a kama'aina perspective on inoa aina or place names as Manai shares some of his experience growing up in Hilo. And with that, here we go. Manaya Kalani Kalua is a Hilo native, born and raised in Keokaha, Hilo. He graduated from Kamehameha School's Kapa'alama and received a BA in Hawaiian Studies with an emphasis on language from Kahakaula o Ke'eliko Lani at UH Hilo. He taught from 2003 until 2016 at Iolaha Loa, the Center for Hawaii Lifestyles at Hawaii Community College. First, as a lecturer, and then as an instructor in hula from 2008 to 2016. He is kumuhula of his halau akaunu, which began in 2012 and is still going strong today. His halau hula is closely tied to the traditions of unukupukupu and halau okikuhi. He remains a beloved pillar of his community, and he is here today to share mo'olelo vahipana of hilo. Aloha. 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 Welcome, Manai. It's a pleasure to have you here to share Mo'olelo Vahipana of Hilo. Um, and Lei and I would just t- like to take a moment to um, acknowledge our, our special relationship and our friendship that's gone through many, many years. Um, we've traveled together to Samoa, remember? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we also um, we also had a, a themed learning community um, at Hoi Community College, your Hawaiian myths and legends class in my Geography of Hawaii class, and, and with that class, we we took our haumana, our students on huaka'i, on excursions to some really special vahipana, including vahipana that are have been really transformed in, in recent years through the actions of Pele. So those are powerful experiences, and um, we, we mahalo you for being here, and, and we mahalo you for your um, commitment to your community, your um, commitment to hula, and maybe Lei, would you mind sharing a few things? Oh, I just wanted to let everybody know that I was fortunate to be a haumana in um, Manai's Hawaiian Myths and Legends class at Hawaii Community College. And to this day, it's been one of my most favorite classes. And um, it really taught me how to not only just be a listener and an observer of a story, but be an active participant. And not only in Hawaiian mo'olelo, but in any mo'olelo. So mahalo for that. <laughs> oh, well, mahalo for asking me to come. That was fun. Yes, Drew, we had some fun <laughs> team teaching classes together. Mm-hmm. When we actually could huaka'i, we never have to worry about face masks and social distancing. Yeah, it was different back then. 
Yeah, but that's one of the vi-vi of this um, project is that we're able to take listeners along on a huaka'i around this island. Right. And if you would like to launch our huaka'i, oh, sure. you are welcome to share mo'olelo vahipana with Hilo, or the first moku, the first district that we are going to be talking about in this podcast series. Oh, cool. Okay, so I'm very Hilo-centric. You know, rah-rah, kelkaha. So... You know, yeah, yeah, fun. Hilo first, all the time. Um, so I guess I wanted to start with looking at a mo'olelo. Okay, so for people who don't know me, it's okay. But I'm I'm not only Hilo-centric, I'm very egocentric too. So we're going to start with a mo'olelo that kind of has to do with me too. Um, so we're going to talk about this guy named Maui. Um, so, you know, similar to Maui from Moana. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but um, so you know, so there's this guy Maui, right? And so his mother is Hina. He lives in Hilo. Um, there's sort of a lot of stories for us in Hilo dealing with Maui, and you'll find similar stories on Maui Island in Kaupo. You'll find stories on Oahu um, in Waianae. And so for us, you know, Hilo's kind of big deals, Hilo, uh, Hina and Maui. So we're going to start with him trying to, well, not trying, but him wanting to fish up the islands. And so, um, or pull the islands closer together in the infamous words of the Kumulipo, Kalo Ana Onomoku. So... Um, Maui decides that he's he wants to pull the islands together so it gets a little easier for everybody to traverse island to island, no need to go by canoe so far, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he decides that he's going to use his magical fish hook named Manaya Kalani. What? So he uses his magical fish hook, Manaya Kalani, to hook into Maui Island and then pull it closer to Hawaii Island, more specifically in Hilo. And so at this point, he gets his brothers to join in. And he's like, okay, so you guys going pull the canoe and we're going to pull this fish closer. And the only thing you guys know can do is turn around and look. And so they start paddling and paddling and they're thinking this huge fish is going to be pulled up behind them and why is their brother taking forever to get the fish out of the water and when it's pulling and pulling and pulling one of his brothers gets a little more curious than he should like most people when you tell them you cannot look you like look because you like look what you're not supposed to look at go figure it's life one of his brothers decides to turn around to look and when he turns around to look he sees that um, Maui Island is quite close to them um, here in Hilo. And he's like, what? And the magic in the koala that pulled the islands together and the hook itself, Manaya Kalani, loses all of its mana and Maui Island gets pulled back to its current location. However, the piece that was lodged into by Manaya Kalani, the part that got hooked or low, um, the low Anaonomoku, um, which was uh, is known today as Mokuola. So it's the fragment of Maui Island that was left in Hilo, um, which is why we have Mokuola. And then, so it doesn't just end there because that, that's not all that happened. 
So what happens after is Maui gets a little pissed with his brother, right? Because he's like, why the hell you turn around in Mahaoi when I told you no turn around and look, you turn around and look. And the brother was like, yeah, but I mean, we used to take forever to get the fish and I wanted to see the fish. And then, you know, this is just what happened. And so Maui's like, Ugh, he gets so irritated with his brother that he grabs his fish hook out of Mokola and whips it at his brother's head. And so luckily his brother ducked and dodged. But where the fish hook landed up Mauka um, became known as Mokaulele or the flying hook, which happens to be the name of the area where the current UH Hilo campus is located. Actually, the depression is supposed to be up closer to where, um, uh, what is that, by Haleolelo, like, you know, in the side in the bushes and below Imiloa. That's where the actual depression is supposed to be, somewhere in those bushes. So, yeah, PP Holoka'a, one story. Mahalo. A lot of people don't know um, the name of Mokuola. Oftentimes it's called Coconut Island or. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sacred English name. Yeah. Sacred so, English name. We have plenty of those. Sacred English name. So, yeah. sorry, yeah, Mokuola would be known to most other peoples as Coconut Island. But we're trying to ho'olaho the names, the, the traditional names of places, because it's very important. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, you know, we lose, I think in general, we tend to lose a lot of um, place names because of nicknames like that, right? They're like, oh, look, we're planting coconut trees on top of the island. We go call them Coconut Island. Oh, my gosh, so brilliant. Um, <laughs> but it happens. Um, and I think, I think things like this where you have mo'olelo that are still housing a lot of those vahipana. Um, I mean, at least mo'olelo, we know, you know, the county is trying to change the signs and they're like, yeah, it's mo'olelo, it's not Coconut Island anymore. Because I remember when I was a kid, it said Coconut Island, not mo'olelo. On those brown signs with the yellow ugly letters. So like, that kind, you know, mahalo to that. Um, even down to getting you know, beach names out of, I mean, if you grew up in Hilo, then, you know, like, Lelevi 1, Lelevi 2 Beach, and both of them is not by Lelevi Point. And then, you know, it took a bunch of students from one of the charter schools to make a petition to the county to actually get those names changed on the sign. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. So that's why I get the Wai Olena and the Waiuli sign. Even though they should be like a little bit more on the other side of the parking lot. I have a little bit issues with boundaries and things. But, you know, whatever. It's close. And at least they got those names going instead of, you know, Coat Pond or Pine Trees. Mm -hmm. What is like the that. Bebody one? Bear Balls. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah, that's from my hood. <laughs> Bebos is like, so that's all in Puhi and Kulapai, right? Like, it's right by that cutoff. But that's, yeah, that's the kind. You know, sacred English names that we have in Hilo. We, we, we're a little bit blasphemic like that. A lot of my students refer to that place, um, Richardson's, when they're talking about Waiuli. And um, it when they use the place name Richardson's, they do honor the history of that area, but mm -hmm. it's it seems really important that they also recognize the traditional name Wayuli for that area as well. Yeah. 
I mean, well, and then, you know, like Richardson, they're like, yeah, but it's Richardson. I was like, I mean, if you really want to get technical on whose Ohana site that is, then, you know, let's get, let's be honest. It's the Malos, not That's the right. Richardsons. The Richardsons married in. But I mean, you know, yeah, potato, potato. <laughs> But yeah, that's exactly one of them too, Waiuli. And then if you really want to talk about the family house, then you should be talking poor Kahinano, not Waiuli. Or if you're talking about the fish pods, then Honokea, not Waiuli. I mean, we could nitpick everything down to the, you know, crevice in the rock. (laughs) (laughs) But but it shows an incredible intimacy, an intimate knowledge Mm. with the landscape. If people name the the rocks outside of like Honokea, for example, yeah. You have Kalahikiki, Kalahikio, mm-hmm. uh, Kalahikinui, not Kalahikio, not Esquala. But Kalahikiki, Kalahikinui, um, I've seen um, in some people's writings, Nalahiki, they just lumped the two of them together. So, I mean, it's, it is hugely important. But you know, okay, so down in Keokaha, right? Like if you're doing Keokaha Beach Cruise. So we've, we've kind of, turned a lot of the areas into nickname spots or named after the rich person whose house you have to pass to get to that access point on the beach. Because if you talk to people from like my dad's generation or even some into my grandparents' generation, um, like my dad and my mom guys know a lot of those areas by sacred English names, sacred English nicknames like Drangas. And I mean, you know, like, and there was like, who? And they're like, no, it's Dranglers. I'm like, no, it's Jongas. And you got to say them like that. Like, you cannot say, if you say Dranglers, you're not from the hood. You're not from Kelkai. You you never turn right for go home. You kept going straight or you in turn left. Or you never even make it past Verna's, which used to be Dairy Queen. So, like, it's stuff like that. But then, like, Jongas, what we know as Jongas is actually Kokoiki. And then... Okay, now I know. <laughs> now I know where that is. Uh, yeah. It's Lenat. It's interesting how ch- um, things change over time and, and names replace names and people associate different stories based on those names. Like you, you just shared with us that you could go back your parents' generation, your grandparents' generation mm. with these names and... I just find that really interesting when talking about places. Yeah, because we, I mean, we kind of lucked out that when my dad was going to, like, Hilo College, right? So, so fool everybody. So, it wasn't Hawaii Community College before. It was Hilo College. And so, when my dad was going over there, that's when Auntie Ida was still alive. And in her class, that was one of her assignments that they needed to talk about Vahipana of their area. And um, luckily enough, she's also from Keokaha. I mean, her house is maybe, I don't know, a couple houses down from my great-grandparents' house. So there's all Front Street first installment houses. And um, my dad's project was basically one of, ended up one of Auntie Edith's songs to talk about the Napanakaulano Keokaha. Um, but my dad did that. So for us, we were kind of lucky that a lot of those places that we heard other people calling by English names, we knew what the Hawaiian names were because my dad had already gone through that project to be like, 
yeah, you know, we got to remember to use these names. And so it kind of worked out good. But I mean, we get choke English, like Richardson's, right? They're like, oh, Richardson's. I knew it only as Richardson's all growing up. Until I finally, I think I was in high school and I actually saw my dad's. My dad still had the report. And I needed to do something for school about where I'm from. And my dad went, oh, here, look at my report. And I was just like, wait, what? Holding up, dad. Wow, you got the hookup. Yeah, so it was kind of lucky. And then, but that's sort of what helped because only certain family members of mine would actually use the names of the areas. And it's a lot of times it was it would be older people, like people from my grandparents or my great-grandparents' generation that would actually use those names. So like my Tutaman, which is my great-grandfather on my mom's side. So they weren't first installment Kelka, but they used to live down by the kind by Lokoaka. Actually, the back of the house was on stilts in Lokoaka Pond, go figure. Um, that was before the new access road it was like right past um KHBC Ulalaeho, the radio station. Um, so, but like, I remember my mom's cousin talking to my tutuman about his life. Like there, my tutuman was old. I think when he passed away, I was in intermediate. He was about 90 something, like 91, 92 already. Um, but my mom's cousin had done an interview. He started to interview my tutuman, maybe, I don't know when my tutuman was about 70 something or 80, just to document his life because he lived a long time in Hilo. He came from, um, his father was, you know, pure Chinese off the boat from China. And then his mother was pure Hawaiian from Kukui Haile, right above YPO. And then, so, you know, so his father's straight from China. His mother is straight from Kukui Haile above YPO. So, you know, this pure Chinese guy is hooking up with this pure Hawaiian lady. And then, you know, they have like tons of kids. <laughs> so, you know, I get, I don't know, get my tutuman, get his brother. So, well, and then the kind of cool thing is that even though he was Chinese, she was Hawaiian, they kind of took a little bit of both. So what my, what his mother did, my tutu kaneko from um, Kukui Haile. So what she did was, all of her daughters got Hawaiian names because she's the mom. So all her daughters belong to her. And then all the boys, like my tooth man, they all got Chinese names because they belong to him, the father. So like my tooth man's name is Akui. And then, you know, he had sisters named Navahine and Lukahiva. You know what I mean? Like they had all these Hawaiian names for the girls. And then, you know, my uncle Kim is Kim Fook. So, yeah, Kim Fook, my uh, man Akui, and then his brother is Tayong. Go figure, right? <laughs> That's very interesting. Chinese and Hawaiian, the boys all get Chinese names, the girls get other um, Hawaiian names. So, anyway, but there, my man Akui, lived in... Um, Honohononui. So that's the first time I ever heard Honohononui was looking at him or listening to this recording of him talking to my mother's cousin about him growing up and where he lived and where he raised his, you know, his children, my grandmother guys. And, you know, we started, we're like, oh, Honohononui, is that, where, where's that? We was like, I thought they live Keokaha, past the Kai, past Orikaha. And then, you know, my tutu man would be like, 
It is. So that pond is Lokoaka. That's where the back of the house was until the tsunami. And then the... <clears throat> so that's all Lokoaka and Hikos. But the area is Honohononui all the way down. And then... You know, and then that would be where most people today would know as Four Miles, right? Sacred English name again, Four Miles. And then everybody's like, oh, so Four Miles. And I was like, okay, but it's the for real Four Miles, not the for fake Four Miles. Because the for real one is where Kealoha Park is and get the marsh. The for fake Four Miles that plenty of other people think is Four Miles is what they call Carl Smith oh, or Mauna Loa Shores. I didn't know that. So when I do, like, Kyokaha walks with my students um, from, like, Kaumeke or, like, even my HCC students, we did that walk. Um, so when we start to talk about those places, I'm like, so this is the actual four miles where Kealoha Park is. And it's four miles because it's four miles. Everybody likes to tell it's from the post office because post office is mile marker zero. But it's supposed to be from the Kai. When, when my um, when my family talks about it, it's from the Wailuku River, from the bridge, which is right down the road from the post office. So I was like, you know, I, I take that. I take from the bridge, the edge of the bridge. <clears throat> but it's four miles because of that. So I always tell. But the for fake four miles that everybody else think is four miles, which is Carl Smith slash Monolo Shores. So it's Monolo Shores because of the apartment that's over there. And it's Carl Smith because he's the rich man that used to own the area, the land over there. So I said... That's 4.1 miles. That's not four miles. That's a little <laughs> bit off, that one. Because I had a couple of friends tell, hey, meet us down four miles. So I'm down at four miles. And I'm like, where is that? I don't see nobody's car. And they're like, we're at four miles. How you never see us parking the parking lot? I was like, there is no parking lot over here. I was like, oh, you said 4.1. Got it. <laughs> down the road some more. Um, but so it kind of goes like that. But you can, I mean, Kyokawa people can go down and we can look at, a lot of the place names and be like, oh, yeah, everybody called this this. Everybody called this that. Oh, yeah, but this is the name. Blah, blah, blah. And you can kind of do that along pretty much the whole coast. I mean, we're sort of lucky that county planners in Hilo, at least, would name most of our um, Malkatumakai streets in downtown by the Ahupua that they was bordering, for the most part. Like Kuhuao is flanking Kuhuao. Ponahawai is flanking Ponahawai. Punahua Street is flanking, it's kind of right in the area. So, Pihonua Drive, going up towards Pihonua Lake. <coughs> Excuse me. The county did kind of go with that. Mahalo for that. So, those those Ahupua that you were just mentioning, Punahua, Pihonua, those are Ahupua that, that go Mauka Makai, right? Yes. But Honohononui, that's a little bit. Different, isn't it? That one, Honohononui would be Iliaina. I think they call it Ilikupono or something like that on the maps. Because that one is more like, I like to think it's a Ahupua in a Ahupua, but you know, I'm just making up my own things, right? I'm rewriting Kamehameha's Ahupua action. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, they talk about Honohononui as a Ilikupono. So, because that's kind of more like, um, I guess it would kind of be like P.O.P.O., P.O., right? Like P.O.P.O. P.O. is kind of a ilikupono too, right? Like, and I always used to think P.O.P.O. P.O. See, but I also have this misconception that a lot of the ilikupono are actually ahupuas in a ahupua. So, you know, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I make my own all the time. 
so when we're talking about land divisions and, and where we're at, what, what are the different types of land divisions that you... I mean, okay, so I'm not like the biggest land division expert, although I'm kind of, I'm a little bit more of a stickler on where the actual boundaries is moving from this area to the next area. It's like, you're not in the next area till you pass that lie. Once you get around the lie to the other side, you're good. Or, you know, you got to hit this river until you go make it to the next section. Um, I'm kind of more of that. Then a stickler on that's not an ahupua, it's a ili kupono. That is not an ili, that's a kuleana. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's a piece of land. It's a piece of land, it's a land section, it can function like a ahupua if you're making it work. I mean, you know, potato potato. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of people talk about hilo one and hilo paliku and hilo hanakahi as these right. three different pieces of land in hilo that are different from what you were just talking about. Right, me, yeah. because that's not even considered, like, I don't even think those are called, like, mokus or anything. They're just, like, land sections of Hilo. So that, so, like, Hilo Poly, and then that one is also, um, what is that, land-based boundaries, right? So you're going from, in the expanse of the moku of Hilo, so that one I got correct. So moku of Hilo, right? Hilo is a moku. But within that moku, if you start to look back at how people start to separate out divisions, um, you know, the current social political standing is North Hilo, South Hilo, right? When you're doing all the news reports, traffic jam in North Hilo. And, you know, everybody's like, well, where's North Hilo? So that's sort of how people will look at it now, North Hilo, South Hilo. And then, but if you're looking at older constructs, then you have Hilo Paliku, Hilo One, Hilo Hanakahi. So Hilo Paliku is all the cliffy area of Hilo from Wailuku River until you hit Okala or Kavli, because at least from Mokuola, with the story we talked about in the beginning, you can tell that when you look from Wailuku River and you look Mauka towards looking towards Hamakua, um, and you only can see everything you've seen over their coastline anyway is all Hilo. Um, and you only can see out to Pepekeo Point, but that's still in Hilo and it's all cliffy. And then if you look between Wailuku River and Wailua River, you could notice the big stretch of sand that everybody calls Bayfront because that's Hilone. But it, Hilone doesn't only constitute that bay, but it's all the way up, right? Like you're going all the way up into Kaumana and all of that would all still be considered Hilone. Um, and then everything else that's left, so Wailua River till you hit Kiaau in Puna um, or to the edge of Leleivi, then you're in Hilo Hanakahi. So technically, the ending of Hilo coastline is the end of Lelevi Point. And then it cuts in. It's kind of weird. So where's Mavai? Mavai is right past Lelevi Point. So going to be closer to where, you know, where Papa'i is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you go down Kyokara to the end of the road... Mm-hmm. Mavai is when you go past the end of the road, Kyoka, where everybody normally turn around and get the big ugly yellow game. I was now. there this morning, actually. <laughs> okay. So you go past that. So even like that, right? Everybody caught at King's Landing. That's not where him and land. He never land over there, not even close. You got to go somewhere down in the back, like one good 45 minutes past. Oh, wow. Um, so that area, if you hear people calling over there, Pumaile. That's because of the Pumaile Hospital. That mm-hmm. was the used to be over um, there. What was that thing they had? Tuberculosis. TB. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, was TB yeah. tuberculosis? Okay. So 
that so the hospital would have been right where that yellow gate is. You know where I get the rock wall. If you look to the left of the the Makai side of that rock wall, get like the depression, like the big open depression right there by the gate. That's where the hospital was. Mm. Right in there. Because apparently the actual pu'u maile, the, the actual pu'u is across the street in the bushes. So like when you drive through the yellow gate, hospital to the left, to the right, supposed to be the pu'u in the bushes. Um, but that area is all lehia. Okay. From the point by where the Richardson house was, Waiuli. So Waiuli going to go up to that lie. And on the other side of the lie where the bay is, in King, what people call King's Landing, um, where that bay is, is all Lehia. And then you get Kionipupu, La Yekavai, Lelevi Point. But you got to go past that yellow gate, go to the back towards the skate park. So that can be, when you go into the yellow gate, hang a right. <clears throat> For go to the outer back yellow gate, and then the back yellow gate, you got to go through that to the back, and then you get to Papai. So where Papai is, you got to look back towards Hilo and go and be Mavai, because you're looking at Lelevi Point from that side. You're looking. You're on the Puna side, looking back at Lelevi. Oh, and see? Mavai is right over there by Papai. And that's the actual. King's that's landing. where he in actual. Yeah, that's where Kamehameha went actually land. And so that Mo'olelo over there is the that's our Kanavai Mamalohoi. Mm-hmm. So that that's the landing they're talking about. But him never land at the end of the road past Waiuli in Lehia. Human land at Mavai Papai. So, so interesting. Yeah. So that's that kind of stuff too, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody said, they're like, no, King's Landing is down the end of the road. I'm like, no, you got to go past the end of the road for <laughs> you to where you actually land. The road wasn't there back in the day. <laughs> yeah. But I think part of it, part of the back road is on the actual trail. Because I want to say the old, you know, when they talk about the King's Trail going around to the kind. Mm-hmm. I want to say that King's Trail comes all the way right through by where Papa, I think, I mean, I don't know if they built the road actually on the trail or what, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah. Because if you follow the trail from the Puna side, you come out right at Papai. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. See, fun things. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It is. I really enjoy every time we get to hear you talk story and share because we never know exactly what we're going to get. But we always know that it's going to be fun, festive, and full of ike. Yay. Yes, we are so grateful, Monai. Mahalo. Oh, thank yeah. you. Mahalo, Nui. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. <laughs> Definitely. Wow, that was a really great visit from Manai. He took us from one end of Hilo to the other, all the way from the um, deep, dark forests where Hilo and Puna come together up to the place in the north where Hamakua and Hilo come together, where today we find old sugarcane fields and, and kind of controversial eucalyptus forests and those steep sea cliffs where the kua'e or the tropic bird soar. Yes, you mentioned steep cliffs, also referred to as Hilo Paliku, which is one of the three Hilo names as we discussed in our Ho'olauna episode, the others being Hilo One and Hilo Hanakahi, which is where I want to bring us back to and the mo'olelo that Manai was sharing regarding Maui and Mokuola. And I remember, Lei, that Manai mentioned the Kumulipo, that creation chant that is so important. For the benefit of some of our listeners, what, what would you say the Kumulipo is? Well, it is a genealogy chant that speaks to the origins of the Hawaiian universe beginning in Po and continuing with the birth of all life forms, starting from the tiniest coral polyps and advancing to Kanaka, the mm. people. Mahalo for that, Lane. That's indeed profound to, to reflect on. 
I also remember Manai mentioning the that names of Ahupua have been adopted for street names in, in downtown Hilo, for instance, like Kukuau and Ponahawai and Punahoa and even Pi'ihonua. And it just reminds me too that um, we should always remember these names and say them as often as we can. Um, Punahoa, for example, is a spring um, that's there at the edge of the sea in what we would call downtown Hilo today. And we all know how important Vai is, as you mentioned in, in, in our first podcast when we were focusing on the place name Waiakea and the place itself. Yes, there were so many different places in Waiakea that begin or contain the word Vai. And Vai is a life-giving force that everybody needs. Yes, there's so much to think about and reflect on. Yes, we mahalo manai for visiting Kaleo Kauluau and for sharing his ike with all of us. I know that we have learned a lot today, and I hope that what was shared inspires us to go out and learn more. Yes, there are many more ma'olelo to hear in this moku of Hilo. Mahalo again, dear listeners, for lending your ears to this episode of Kaleo Kauluau, and to our special guest, Manaya Kalani Kalua. Please join us again for our third episode, which will be released on February 1st. And don't forget to visit our website for more information and updates, which is in the podcast description. Until then, ahui ho. Ahui ho. Aloha.